1: Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are ya? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. Isaac, what's up, man? Hey, man. I, I, you know what,
0: Doc? I am blessed. Uh, I'm, I'm forgiven. Uh, living under open heaven, enjoying the blessings and the favor of God, man. Uh, you know, I enjoyed a lot of great football yesterday, and I was I was trying to entice uh, uh, my youngest to sit down and watch the, watch the game with me a little bit, but that didn't happen. She sat there, but she had her eyes on a on an iPad. So, but you know, there's a lot of good football being played. Uh, congratulations to the team, who, who the two teams that made it to the final. Uh, uh, you know, that 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 peak where you want to be, uh, Kansas City and Tampa Bay. It, you know, it bodes for a great game, great matchup, great quarterbacks, great players on both sides. So it's going to be a phenomenal game in
1: my, my estimation, Doc. I'm looking forward to it, man. Of course, we got a lot. We got some things to talk about as far as the Los Angeles Rams, a lot of news in the Rams' household last week. But before we get to that, man, you're yeah, talking about that Super Bowl is set, man. We got Kansas City. They're going back. They took down the Buffalo Bills. And, hey, man, Buffalo lost, but, bro, I got to give it to them, man. They had a great season, man. No no one really expected them to do what they did this year uh, to get to the AFC Championship game. They lost, you know, they lost to a good team. They lost to Kansas City on the road. Uh, Kansas City going back to the Super Bowl, trying to make it back-to-back. Super Bowls and bro, you know to win two Super Bowls in a row—that's kind of tough. I mean, you, you know, you understand how kind of you—you you understand how tough that is, man. Talk about how tough that is uh, for any team, even if you are Kansas City with the prolific offense they have, like you all had. How tough it is to win back-to-back Super Bowls, man.
0: Well, you know what? Like you mentioned, man, for the Buffalo Bills, man, uh, Bills Mafia, man, great season for them. Uh, they took another step. Uh, as far as being one of the elite teams in the AFC. So, you know, I, I only see that, that group getting better, man. But, you know, you talk about Kansas City and what they have, what they bring to the table. They are loaded, man. Let, just, just let me say that, man. They they are loaded from uh, from the very top, uh, uh, from, from an executive standpoint, uh, all the way down to their, I, I'll say, their field management. Because, you know, when you have players like Mahomes, you have players like the Cheetah, you have players like, Kelsey. Uh these guys are not only very talented, but they are very skillful in what they do, Doc. And and they got, you know, what we would call that dog, Doc. I mean, they all from a from a man from and, and just the way they they play, the way they approach the game. It's it's like sometimes, you know, great teams like that, they may get bored uh during the regular season. Uh they may they may brush off a game or two. But when they, when they step into that postseason is when they really turn it on, Doc. And you just see how Kansas City turned it on yesterday, man, from, uh, you know, from a running standpoint, from getting the ball into the playmaker's hands fat, uh, as, as quick as you can. Uh, you know, Mahomes were not, was not only a facilitator, but just his talent, the, the way he just stepped up, man, leading his team and, and just pushing the ball down the field, man. It's beautiful to see, Doc, me being a wide receiver. And, and having one of the great coaches, great offensive minds coaching me and Mike Martz and just seeing everything Andy Reid can do, man, how could you not want to be a part of that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you would you would be tempted to take less money to be a part of that, Doc, because winning trumps everything. And when you see these guys with the ball in their hand, Doc, I don't know who's faster. If if if, if it's the cheetah or, or Hart, I don't know who's <laughs> faster. But their speed is like, you know, I know we're going to talk about uh, the Pro Bowl, and it yeah. being virtual with yeah. Madden. It looks like John Madden out there with yeah. these guys playing, yeah. Doc. So it's, it's a sweet thing to see. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure they're keeping a lot of defense coordinators up at night. And, uh, you know, maybe Todd Bowles can accept the challenge. But it, it bodes for a great matchup, man. Complacency would be the biggest enemy to to Kansas City. But that doesn't seem to affect them right now. So they, they, look, they look phenomenal, Doc.
1: Let everybody know who you're talking about. I know you call, who you're calling Cheetah, the little sprocket-rocket Tyreek Hill, man. Yeah, man. That, that dude, dude, dude so fast. I watched him yesterday. I said, man, this dude, he accelerates against the top speed so fast, man. And not only that, he's ex- not only is he extremely fast, he's extremely quick, man. So you're right, man. I'm looking forward to Tyreek. Now, they're taking on Tampa Bay, man. And, you know, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, I don't even know what to say, bro. You know, uh, Tom Brady, bro. Dude going to his 10th Super Bowl, man. Uh, Everybody was curious to see what was going to happen this year. He leaving the Patriots, see what's going to happen to the Patriots. We saw what happened to them. They uh, they was trash. But Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay, man, seems to be that missing Lincoln. leads Tampa Bay back to the Super Bowl, which they hadn't been to in a long time. And, dog, 10th Super Bowl, bro. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I just got to salute that, man. 10th Super Bowl.
0: Hey, first of all, congratulations, man. I mean, we we both been through that gauntlet doc, doc as far as, you know, having a training camp, regular season, postseason play and trying to get to the get to the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, I would say congratulations to him. But you know, you know, just looking at you know what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bring to the table, what particularly what Tom Brady brings to the table. He brings a lot more than just his physical attributes right now, because I think his wisdom, his leadership ability, his ability to galvanize the guys, and just just having that postseason experience. You saw it on display Sunday on the road in Green Bay, in a hard place to win. Some fans were in there; it was pretty loud up in there too, Doc. But yeah, you know, just that calm, cool. Uh, effect that he has, his uh, I've been there before attitude, and uh, just pressing through everything that that, that came. He you know he, he he overcame turnovers, interceptions, which was highly unlike Tom Brady. Yeah. But you just see how his wisdom of the game, his ability to have a. Uh, yeah. It, it's funny, Doc. I remember being at the Super Bowl last year, and he was being represented as uh, one of the greatest 100 with uh, the NFL's 100 all-time team, and he was a member. You know, he made a statement that he wasn't going to be on, the, on this field in this capacity next year. So that means he, he, he expected to play in the Super Bowl. So it's come to fruition for him, Doc. So it, it, it's great to see that his wisdom and his skill can also lead a team to another opportunity to win a championship a lot more than his physical talents right
1: now. no doubt. And speaking of his physical talents, he didn't have a great game, man. Dude threw three picks. But the reason why Tampa Bay was able to beat the Packers in – what they did that our Rams did not do, they got at Aaron Rodgers' ass, bro. They sacked him five times. They made him have hot feet. They made him uncomfortable, man. That's really why Tampa Bay won this ballgame, something we were not able to do. We were not able to make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable, man, and get put hands on him, and they did, and now they're headed to the Super Bowl. But, you know, even that, man, that, you know, to get to the Super Bowl, I mean, it's cool, but... A lot of people been talking about and I want to talk about it briefly too, man. What decision Matt LaFleur made yesterday. I mean, I I don't get it, bro. I mean, they had the ball fourth and goal at the eight yard line, bro. It was two minutes left. They was down 31 to 23. Dog. Ain't no way in the hell I I kick a field goal in that situation, bro. I I mean, I'm I'm gonna ask you your opinion, but me? Dog, you gotta go ahead on go for the touchdown and go for the two-point. Even though you had three incompletions, you still got Aaron Rodgers, man, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. Dog, you gotta go for it right there, man. So he sit there, kick a field goal. They give it back to Tampa Bay. They don't get the damn ball back. And you can't be surprised because it's Tom Brady. You're giving it back to Tom Brady, man, with just two minutes left. That was just a dumb decision to me, man. I'm sorry, man. What's your take on that?
0: Well, just looking at the game, Doc. I mean, these moments are so fleeting, man, and you have to value them uh, not only from a player standpoint, but from a coaching standpoint as well, man. Because we've seen so many times in, uh, you know, in, in the NFL and in postseason play, where where decisions, you know, they they tend to stick to you when you make them in crucial moments. I mean, it was no difference. I mean, we we can talk about uh, uh, the dropped two point conversion that that the green bay had before they got into the situation that would have put them a little closer you know that changes your mindset as far as play calling True. and execution of plays that are called but to to have it fourth and goal i mean doc you do everything you can to get in the end zone and give yourself another opportunity at a two point conversion you you don't kick the field goal i mean granted your defense had been playing well they had turned the ball over three times they were they were winning the turnover ratio but it's two minutes left doc it's, it's called clock management man and knowing where you are as a team and being in that position where you make the final decision doc you want you want to show your guys that you are with them at all times because i guarantee if you go down that line 53 man roster and ask if, if, if we should go for it on fourth down here the super bowl is on the line doc what do you mean it shouldn't be a question yeah absolutely we do it so, so for for me, those moments right there, Doc, they reflect on the leadership that that's that's uh, that's at the, at the helm right now. I mean, it's definitely a play where you definitely go for the touchdown, go for the two point conversion version, and uh, hopefully push this game in overtime and give your give your team a fresh start in overtime to try to win this game. Man, the Super Bowl's on the line, Doc. So it's unfortunate that we have we have to talk about moments like this. And, and, and uh, you know, it's what it is. LaFleur is going to have to wear this. He's going to – I mean, he, he's going to have to get over it. But it, it, it's a its a call and a decision that I think, you know, he should have went the other way on.
1: He's going to have to wear it like a soiled diaper. And my whole point, he's saying the defense is playing well. To me, that even proves just why you should go for it. I mean, they get the ball back. If you miss it, if you don't get it, they get the ball back deep in their own territory. You get it back to go – Uh, for a potential game-time touchdown and two-point conversion. Again, in great uh, field position. So, man, I don't understand what he's talking about. But anyway, man, Tampa Bay, Kansas City headed to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady, man, looking to win his seventh Super Bowl, which I still don't like to do. Uh, But, hey, I got to give him props, man. Damn, you lead a team to ten Super Bowls, man. Salute to you. Uh, But salute to uh, uh, Aaron Donald as well, man. We got to shout out Big Dog, man. Big Monster, man, as we were hoping and as we expected and rightfully So, A.D., wins defensive player of the year, man. And dog, I mean, he he was a straight monster this year. And we would have been, you know, even our game against the Packers probably would have been different had AD been 100%, but he went out there and ball out anyway. But bro, AD defensive player of the year, man. Rightfully so, man. Absolutely.
0: Congratulations to him, man. Uh, he him, all the players that uh, helped him to get to this point, the coaching staff that helped him put him in the right position to make plays but he has just been a dominant force since he stepped in uh, to this franchise coming out of Pittsburgh and uh, he, he hasn't slowed down a bit, Doc. So, I mean, I could very easily see a hundred percent Aaron Donald playing, you know, a couple of last week versus, you know, this Green Bay team. Maybe, maybe it's different, Doc. Maybe we have that same opportunity to turn Aaron Rodgers into a football player, not just a facilitator like he was yesterday. So Aaron Donald's impact is felt. Uh, tremendously, man, when he's there, when he's not there. And I I think he's only going to get better. And this shouldn't be the end of his awards, man. He should definitely be mentioned as the MVP of the league for all the work
1: that he's accomplished this year. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And AD is a huge reason why Brandon Staley uh, gets the Los Angeles Chargers head coaching job, man. When he took, you know, I think he took a Ram uh, defensive coach with him. But uh, but that means AD is going to have a new defensive coach next year. And now, you know, uh, uh, Brandon, I mean, uh, uh, Sean McVay didn't waste any time, man. Brandon Staley leaves the goals to Los Angeles. Sean McVay a couple of days later he hires Raheem Morris to be the defensive coordinator man we know Raheem been with the Atlanta Falcons for the last six years and uh Atlanta had they've they been sorry as heck the last couple of years but anyway Raheem is a, he's been a head coach of the Bucks for a couple of years uh he's been coaching in Atlanta for six seasons I mean I like to hire man you know uh, Raheem is you know he's an experienced coach coach he has a relationship with Sean McVay um, you like to hire, bro?
0: I like to hire, Doc. I mean, he's been a head coach in this league before uh, in, in two stops, Tampa Bay and Atlanta uh, brings a lot of experience. Not only that, Doc, he's, he's brings that exuberance. He has the youth uh, behind what he says. So he can relate to the players of this uh, of this era and just come out and design some stuff. I mean, I've seen him from afar as far as what his defenses can do. He has an attacking style defense and likes to play coverage on the back end. So, Uh, particularly with our personnel what what he has as far as to play with you you know it bodes well for what he likes to do getting pressure on the quarterback being able to pressure the quarterback with four-man rush being able to stop the run uh, and play coverage on the back end so just having that uh, at, at his disposal hopefully he can do better than what we had last year and at crucial moments even take it up a notch so I'm good with the hired doc. I'm glad, uh, you know, that, that Raheem moore got an opportunity, man. He got another opportunity to be a coordinator in this league, which is often the path to being a, a head coach in this league. So, uh, kudos to him. Let's get it done, man.
1: Hey, and he got – I mean, he got some big shoes to fill, man, because the Rams – and we did end with the number one defense in the NFL. So, he comes in, and uh, the thing about it, Brandon Staley ran that 3-4, which the Rams rarely ran their base defense. I mean, he ran a 3-4, but we always was in that nickel or that dime. Uh, because teams like to have three receivers. But Raheem is known to run that 4-3. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, is he going to the, run the 4-3? Is he going to run the 3-4? But I think, man, just because that label is on you, man, you're a 3-4 defensive coach and you're a 4-3 defensive coach. As we say, man, Staley was a 3-4 coach, which I like it because, you know, you get AD in there, man. He gets space to, you know, do some work. You don't want no three other defensive linemen down there with Aaron Donald, man, and clogging things up. But I expect Raheem Morris. Even though they say four three, I expect them to. In a situation like this, bro, you come in even though you got your own mindset of your own game. No, you got to look at what was successful this year, and bro, you really don't touch it too much, man. If you can get your ego out of the way, I expect them to come in and say, "Okay, this was successful. Those dudes are still here. We may lose a linebacker. We may lose some DBs as well. You know, John Johnson the third and Troy." Uh, 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 uh. My man, the cornerback—they the may be up out of here, but still, I, I expect you know him to come in, man, and say, "Okay, let me you know, let me leave them alone and let them do work and just you know, like you said, let me put my youthful exuberance in it and pretty much let these dudes do what they do."
0: Oh, indeed, Doc. I mean, you know, the, one of the things about being a great coach is, is is being egoless and being having a coachable, teachable spirit yourself. Uh, in order to get your message across to a group of men, you have to be willing to listen to them. So you have a lot of guys on that defense that has played a lot of football in this league. And I'm sure that uh, they can they can sit down and, and mesh things together because it's always about increasing. It's always about getting better. Doc. I mean, we go from faith to faith. So uh, when these guys meet each other and they have, you know, that collaboration, uh, I'm sure he'll go to guys like Aaron Donald. He'll go to guys like Jalen Ramsey and ask him what they like to do in certain situations, and they'll find out what he likes to do and mesh it together and hopefully puts, puts out a better product than we had last year, man. That's what
1: we expect. Troy Hill, that's why I meant to say his name was right there, but I was thinking Troy Reader, man. I don't know why he'll not come up. But yeah, man, Raheem, just let them let them young men, man, go out there and do what they do and get out the way, man. Just come in and cause they balled out last year. Just continue to let them ball out this year. But speaking of ball out, who didn't ball out? Uh I won't talk about this quarterback situation, man. Uh Jerry golf, now we're in the offseason now. We can really say what it is now. Sean McVay said that, you know, golf is gonna have a, a, a intense I guess, quarterback competition this offseason. I don't, I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? You're going to bring somebody in to compete with them during training camp. Uh, but, bro, I'm under the impression, man, that we got to get better at that position regardless, man. I know golf is making a lot of money, but now we got some quarterbacks that we know Deshaun Watson want to get the hell up out of Houston. So, uh, looking at that, now Malcolm Stafford is about to leave Detroit. Hey, bro. We got to look at them dudes, man. Now when I said Deshaun Watson, when I I don't know, I think they said something about Deshaun Watson wanting to go play in a couple of more t- teams. But anyway, man, when the when when the package is right in this L.A. and you come with those superstars with Jalen Rams and those guys, but Malcolm Stafford being available as well, man, Les Snead and the Rams got to take a look at this, man. They 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 gotta cause we have got to improve that position, bro.
0: Well, well, Doc. You know, when you when you speak of and, and mention guys like Les Need, I mean, he is our general manager. Has been for for a while. Uh, he's been the, he's been the aggressive type. I mean, he goes out and makes things happen. We're in a point right now where we picked up Jalen Ramsey. Uh, we had to give up two first round picks. So
1: yeah.
0: uh, our next first round pick doesn't happen until 2022. So, but you just look at the state of the team and what we got for those picks, man. I mean. Quite naturally, i take a Jalen Ramsey over a, over a rookie uh, cornerback coming out of college, especially the way Jalen Ramsey is playing right now. So, but as far as the competition, competition should be at every position, man. If you, if you, don't, if you don't have competition within yourself, your head coach's job is, is to bring in someone that can push you. Iron sharpers, iron, Doc. So when you bring in another guy or have another opportunity to bring someone in, you want to get better at every position, dog. That's That's the that's the job of a general manager. That's the job of a head coach. And I'm sure there, there are guys that are on the team that are going to end up being general managers and head coaches in this league. And you're teaching them. You're showing them uh, moves that you should make. And it's never personal. It's, it shouldn't be emotional, but it should be decisions made for the betterment of the team. And right now at that quarterback position, we just haven't been play, playing as well as, we, as well as we would like to or on the level of some of the playoffs teams that are still alive right now. So, I mean, if, 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 if it comes up or if a, if a guy comes up and, and uh, we are in a position to make a trade for someone and upgrade every position, we should do that. So we should do that without hesitation at all, man. I'm all for it.
1: Now, if we do indeed keep Jerry Goff, which means that's not they're not going to try to trade him. That's basically, that's what he's saying, that Jared is going to be there next season. Uh, that means if he's there, we not getting no Malcolm Stafford or, or no Deshaun Watson. That's just not happening. Matthew. Matthew Stafford. I'm so, why? my bro, I'm thinking about my brother, Malcolm. You know what I'm thinking? <laughs> my partner, I grew up with the name Malcolm Stafford as well. Matthew. Matthew Stafford, man. Hell, if you come to L.A., man, I'll be like, yeah, I called you Malcolm. Now what? But, yeah, Matthew Stafford, man. Uh, thanks for whispering that, Isaac. Yeah, man. But uh, even if we get Matthew Stafford, man, uh, I mean, if we keep golf, that means we're not going to get Matthew Stafford, man, or Deshaun Watson. But – you know, somebody that I heard the Rams fans, man, put out there that you know, uh, you know, talk about bringing Cam eight, a- uh, uh, not Cam Newton, Cam Newton. I, I don't, you know, I mean, just having Cam in camp, which he he's, you know, he ain't gonna cost that much, you know what I'm saying? But so, but I don't know how much better he'll make us. But Cam is a running quarterback, and we do like to do the play action with the bootleg and you know, get him open and stuff. So I wouldn't even be, you know, I I i will be for that to bring Cam in, man. He, at least he will put some pressure on Jared, and we will know that we have a backup quarterback to go to to make some things happen, to make some things happen if we needed to.
0: Indeed. I mean, I think uh, Cam uh, has a lot of good football left in him, man. I mean, he showed flashes this year. Considering where he was, I mean, you look at what he had in New England to play with. I mean, he didn't have much uh, from a uh, playmaker standpoint uh, on the outside. I mean – uh, I don't think, you know, there were a couple of games where he played in uh, New England where he didn't have a wide receiver that was drafted. So, I mean, if you put Cam in the right place, in the right position, with the right coaching, uh, some playmakers on the outside, and just like any other quarterback in this league, you give him a good running game, you're going to see some production from that position. So, um, it's, it's, once again, Doc, it's about competition, getting guys in, uh, in the fold, in the camp to compete for jobs, and like that fire on your butt, man. Some guys need a kick in the butt. Some guys need a pat on the back. So uh, it, it's the job of the general manager. It's the job of the head coach to evaluate every position. Just like some McVeigh mentioned at the, uh, at his exit, uh, his press conference exit. So uh, that that starts now. It's 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 the drama, kind of like the drama that happens in the NBA between games and you know between playoff games. This is a lot of drama that should be happening. Uh, We can call it the days of our lives in Los Angeles Rams football because this is where you make your team in the offseason and set the parameters of where you want to go
1: uh, that following season big facts and speaking of uh you know uh yeah man we got we got to do something man we got to improve this quarterback position man we also got to re- improve the linebacker position because you know the fact of the matter man you know we, we were kind of shouting linebacker this this year man them dudes you know they could have played better i mean we did some you know michael kaiser i mean you look at the numbers that you know they was leading tackles but your linebackers sh- should be your leading tackles. Hell they're the ones uh, uh who, who getting the more free run but you know uh hey Deshaun Watson got to take a look at it. Matthew Stafford gotta take a look at it. Uh, Matthew's about had it with Detroit, man. He's, you know, Detroit, I guess they didn't had it with him. Uh they trying to do something else, but uh so he you know, he's leaving Detroit. But hey man, Ram going to Detroit. You got man our guy i don't know him but he your guy so he my guy big ray agnew man he gets hired to be assistant gm man hey you guys hey that's that's a nice little promotion and my man he deserves it now he ain't gotta walk, uh, walk around hurting people feelings man by getting them cut and telling them man, hey, bring your playbook and bring the keys man and bring your ass man you finna go home man so hey <laughs> salute to ray agnew bro
0: yeah, a big promotion, man. I mean, uh, true man of God, man. I've been knowing Ray for a very long time. He spent 23 years in the Rams organization, so as a player and as an executive. Not only that, but the new hire, the new GM hire in uh, Detroit, man. Uh, I remember him coming in in 2003 as a uh, uh, as a uh, as an intern, and and just look where he's been promoted to. So, two brothers. Let's let's yeah. be real about it. you. Yeah, got no two doubt brothers. about it. You got brothers yeah. hiring brothers which is, which is uh, definitely what's needed right now. And, and uh, not only that, but just, you know, th- those are great promotions for, uh, you know, our people and people who look like us. Uh, it, it's very, very much appreciative. And, you know, on, in this Super Bowl, you, you will have four coordinators that are coordinating uh, offense, defense, and special teams. So you have three with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's kind of why I was quietly cheering for them yesterday. But you have Eric Bienamy once again uh, leading the charge as far as calling plays in Kansas City for one of the most prolific offenses that we've ever seen. So this is that path of promotion just to see those guys there, see the Ray Agnews be promoted. Uh, Brad, see Brad get promoted as well and where they came from, man. Uh, I give God all the praise for that, man. And it's, it's awesome to see. And uh, I'm excited about the future that these guys have.
1: All praises to the most high, man. They're right, man, to see your brothers, man, getting opportunities like that when these opportunities don't come too often. So even seeing these uh teams, man, and not hiring them because they black, hiring them because they're good and they deserve it and they can do the job. So I'm pretty sure uh it didn't have anything to do with color. They they deserve it. Like a lot of other black men deserve opportunities to be GMs and assistant GMs and head coaching. So uh still, man, Eric B. Enemy, we still hope, you know, uh, Texans had, hadn't hired a head coach yet, but they did interview yeah. a couple more people. So, uh, hopefully, you know, we're making
0: it we're making it tough, Doc. I mean, you know, you, you know, we're making it tough, and you know that 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 one of those last questions about not being able to relate or being able to relate to a certain coach because they look like you or they have similar backgrounds as you, uh, you know, that begins in the lunch counter room when you when you have your lunch. So, as as in Tampa Bay, we make it very hard to go somewhere else and find a seat with somebody else that's not, you know, of the quote-unquote African-American uh, heritage. So uh, sitting down to eat lunch, you're going to have to eat lunch with Eric B. You're going to have to eat lunch with Todd Bowles. you got to eat lunch with Brian Lefwich. So you might as well get used to it because this is the way it is, and that's, a, that's one step, and that ultimate step is NFL ownership for us at, at a majority level. So that's where my final vision is for, for us as a people.
1: No doubt about it, man, and you know, sit, sit on the top. You're exactly right, bro. You're exactly right, and I'm 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 totally with you, man. And uh, I'm happy for them, and I'm happy for the happy for the other brothers that get an opportunity, man. Hopefully, man, this door continues to. Uh, not only crack open, but stay open, man, to give us, you know, opportunities that we rightfully deserve because it's tough, man, because it just don't come. I mean, let's it, it, call it what it is, man. It just don't come too often, not only in head coaching, but in media and in every avenue of life, corporate avenue of life. I know with me being a sports guy, man, hell, doing sports on TV, I have to work a thousand times harder than everybody else, man, and normally don't. I mean, I don't get paid the same and the lack of appreciation. But so I'm happy for him, man, continue to move on, let's go let's do the dang thing uh and before we get out of here bro i want to uh, a couple of things this pro bowl man of course with the covid they're not actually playing the game this year which is good because the game is trash anyway they don't do anything but they're gonna play it virtually they're gonna play mad 21 and the guys they got playing they're gonna play a quarter apiece Deshaun Watson watching is one Kyler murray is another jamal adams derrick henry Bubba Wallace, the NASCAR guy, Marshawn Lynch, Keyshawn, and Snoop. I still don't know why Snoop just pops up everywhere, man. Sit down, man. I'm tired of seeing him because I don't even know what you do, dog. You're a 50-year-old pimp and you always, man, sit down somewhere, man. Nobody want to see that. But anyway, the Pro Bowl being played virtually as far as Mad 21, I, I I ain't interested in looking at that, dog. Are you?
0: Uh, you, you know what? They, they're probably missing out on the experience, but you know, you still get that tag of being a pro bowler. So, and just as long as the, you know, I, I'm not sure how they're going to do the the game check, the game winner's check versus the loser's check. That's I'm, the not good sure question. How that, I'm not sure how that's going to go, but you know, I mean, I'm sure these guys will be rooting for whoever, you know, is on, on their team or who's playing for them. But, you know, the whole experience of the pro bowl, man, is, you know, it's something as a player that, you know, you put on your gold chart, man, when you, wanna, when you step into the league. You want to make that Pro Bowl. You want to make that hike to either Hawaii or one of those beautiful places like Orlando and just be amongst your peers, the best that played that year, that season, and have an opportunity to kind of rub elbows and, and really pick the brains of guys of your same position, uh, uh, other coordinators, coaches, and owners. You have that opportunity when you gather together in a leisure-type setting. And the game the game has really never been... You know uh, that hardcore. I mean, you don't. I mean, you. I was running on a kickoff team before, Doc, and I wasn't going to tackle anybody. <laughs> going to touch. going to touch anybody. Absolutely. <laughs> I remember specifically. I was the punt return, and I hadn't returned punt since high school. So uh, they kicked me the ball, and the ball's coming, and I'm thinking, you know, because that competitive nature in the middle of a game will kick in and yeah. say, "Go ahead and give it a shot, Isaac. Go ahead and see what <laughs> you can get." <laughs> so I look up and I see I see Junior say y'all uh, running directly for me. I say, nah, I'm gonna fair Business catch is. this for it right here. Yeah. yeah, let me fair catch this one, you know, and let Brett Favre give an opportunity to take us down oh, the field. Shit. So, I mean, just having opportunity to play with guys like Brett Favre and Steve Young and and catch passes from those guys, and you know, I, the the Pro Bowl is still in its in its essence just one of those moments that you you want to be in. But the game itself has never just been that. You only you only play hard if the game is close in the fourth quarter because you want that game winning check. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Uh, it, it's still pe- special from that standpoint. But, but playing Madden, I mean, this—I it, mean, if you want to call baseball America's pastime, I think John Madden has usurped that moment. So, I mean, we, we, we're 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 with the times right here as far as playing that Madden game for this game.
1: I don't play video games, man. I had not played video <laughs> games in about twenty or thirty years, man. Hey, yeah, man. me too. Yeah, man, I ain't with all that, man. Hey, what, what, what whatever, man. But hold on, bro. Who was the NFC coach, man, at the time that had you back that punt returning? Because I bet whoever the Rams coach was like, ain't no way in the hell, Isaac, you better not return. They probably was sitting at home watching like, ain't no way in the hell, you better not return that punt, man. But Because uh, it sounds like a little hater man. may have been, been coaching the NFC squad. But, yeah, I get it, man. You, but you, you make a good point, man. And them game checks. Winners get a different check. Losers get a different check. So, it is curious to see how they're going to do that. But... Anyway, man, the guys who still made the Pro Bowl it's supposed to be a Pro Bowl celebration, man, next Sunday. So they'll still get recognized and they'll still get that due, which they should. So, uh, but playing a video game, man, y'all, y'all, y'all reaching, man. Damn, ain't nobody finna watch that crap, man. But one more thing before we get out of here, man, I, I, our guy, man, uh, a hero, a legend, passed away, man, last week. Hank Aaron, yeah. bro. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just what he did and what he what he means and what he meant. Like, to me, he's still a home run king, man. I'm sorry. I know Barry Bonds passed him, but Hank Aaron, man, to what he had to endure and just even looking at that, man, it just, I mean, that, that's just another example of how tough it is to be a brother in the world, period. Not only then, but ain't nothing changed to this day. It's still the same way to this day. But this dude, man, was just playing a game, man, and had to worry about his life being taken, man. And all he doing was smacking home runs, man. So what he meant not only to so-called African Americans, so-called black, so-called Negroes, uh, but what he meant uh to the world and to this to the country, man. Uh Hank Aaron doing what he did, man, the home run king, man, hammering Hank passed away. You know, 86 years. He lived a long life, man. We were hoping to see, you know, see him uh for a a while longer. But I just want to salute and, and pay my respects to Hank Aaron for who he is and who he was and the life he lived and everything he did because he was definitely a hero and somebody I look uh looked up to.
0: Uh Doc uh perfectly said, man. Um, you know, my dad grew up in Albany, Georgia. So I'm sure he had the privilege of watching uh, the great Hank Aaron uh, in a lot of great moments, man. I'm, I'm sure he saw that uh, th- that night when he surpassed Babe Ruth for the to become the home run king. You know, we talk a lot about his accolades, man, and everything he accomplished. But I, I always like to focus on the how, how he did it. And in, 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 in the midst of all the turmoil that was around him, just being a cool, calm, collected guy. You know, our book talks about, Uh, doing everything without fault finding, complaining, and, uh, you know, just going about your business. So, you know, the stories I see and and, and read about Hank Aaron, man, just the way he did it, man. I mean, just the, the hate being spewed on him to the point where, you know, he'd have to hide his family and, uh, and still go out and perform at a very high level. So it just, it just once again proves the greatness of uh, Hank Aaron and his heritage, his people and, and, and everything that we face. So, I always say, man, we're we're we're, we're powerful people, and uh, we're well able to overcome, man. And that's my vision for us as a people, man. Just to just to just to do what we do, and keep the class, and let 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 the vengeance of the Lord take its place.
1: No doubt about it, man. And my whole thing is all praises to the Most High, man. Come back to the Most High, man. Obey His commandments, man, and just seek His face and seek His way. Then you get opportunities like. Hank Aaron and what we've got, man. So rest in heaven, Hank Aaron. We appreciate you. Anything else you want to add before we get up out of here, man? Anything I may have missed, man? That's it, Matthew man. Stafford. Thank and thank you for straight. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. Malcolm. Well, Malcolm Stafford, what's up, bro? Yeah, what's up to you, too? But Matthew Stafford, what's up to you, too, if you coming to L.A.? If you ain't coming to L.A., man, the hell with you, man. I'm going to keep calling you Malcolm Stafford. But anything you want to add, bro?
0: No, nah, that, that, that's it, man. I, you know, <laughs> no, nah, that, that's good. I mean, it, it address the quarterback situation. Uh, another big salute to Aaron Donald, man. Uh, come back healthier, come back stronger, and uh, you know we saw his passion on the sideline after uh, uh, being uh, after losing that game to Green Bay, and just just turn that into fuel for it, man, and uh, hey, accept nothing less than a Super Bowl championship.
1: No doubt about it, man. That's it. That's gonna do it for this edition of Ramblings with the Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. Until next week, God willing, we out.